You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Last time on Harley Quinn, on HBO, on Max, Harley Quinn has joined the Bat Family. Bruce Wayne has joined a career at Blackgate. Ha ha ha. And Ivy has joined the Legion of Doom as a major player. Will she be able to be the president or CO, whatever you want to call it, of the Legion of Doom? And will Harley Quinn get to be a hero? Stay tuned. Are you saying that Blackgate has become Batgate? Ah. 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 Oh, yeah. I got a million of them. Harley Quinn, season four on Max. Pretty much the what happened last time is the setup for this entire season. Harley is dealing with being a hero with her friend Babs. Damien and Dick are in tow, and she's trying to become besties with them as well. Ivy's trying to be a major player in the Legion of Doom, as I said. She's got a bunch of ideas to make the world a better place. What's the term she came up with? Self-conscious crime or something? Socially conscious evil or something like that. Yeah, it's very fun. and It's like the Whole Foods version of uh, crime. Of, yeah, of eco-terrorism. I do like in season one where she's like, hey, I'm not a major villain, okay? I want to save the Earth, and that's just what the heroes are doing. And it really makes you think, like, well, I suppose the murder and at all means necessary is what makes her a villain, but her end goal is actually quite noble. She's only murdering billionaires. Yeah, they don't have souls. They sold them. In the words of... Uh... Arnold Schwarzenegger and True Lies, they were all bad. <laughs> Classic. So with me, though, to talk about season four of Harley Quinn, he helps Lucich Fox fix the Batmobile. Mike is with us. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And a member of the Nighthawks podcast, man, Matt Foster is with us. Hey, hey. And not just a member... But a wonderful member of the Cobb Squad, Jordan, is with us. U-Hauls, flannels, undercut, carabiners, shortened nails, and now Harley Quinn. These are all staples of lesbian culture. I know I'm very delighted here to be the fat man talk about Batman. Adjacent characters. Well, season four... There was a huge shakeup in the status quo for the season three finale. I'm going to try not to spoil too much of it. But Bruce Wayne is out of the picture as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Uh, The Bat family 
is all the issues that they refuse to deal with from the animated series front and center. Those are their characters. A ton of Dick Grayson has thick cake jokes. And Ivy working with the Legion of Doom, seeing the Legion of Doom as almost what is sadly a legitimate business based on how businesses run in our day and age. Kind of depressing, but very funny. How did y'all like season four of Harley Quinn? Um, I really enjoyed it. This possibly could be the best season, although, weirdly, uh, I the setup is intriguing, but it oddly was a bit of a problem, because it kept apart Harley and Ivy, who... Their relationship is the absolute best thing about this show. I mean, this sh- I mean, this show pretty much finally got DC to get off their ass and actually make them official in main canon. Oh wow! Instead of just saying, you know, they're really good friends. They're roommates. Roommates, as his they're buddies. Would say, yeah, co- couple of gal pals. Yeah, but uh, second half of the season, amazing, uh, since it involves a lot of them being together, but also uh, this was just great, more fun, hilarity. Like, you can tell this show is made by people who love DC Comics and can do and can show that love by also ripping the shit out of it. Yeah, I thought the, the, the new season, it started off kind of um, iffy at first, honestly. And a lot of it did have to do with the fact that how these two were barely seen together. Felt like a lot of the dynamics had changed and everything. And I, I really liked where it started heading. It like, cause I was kind of taking my time with the first half. And then as it, as it went further, I really started really enjoying the, um, the, the second half a lot more and actually binging it. Um, and not making it feel like a chore. And, you know, I definitely feel like the writing got better as it went along. I think they were really trying to figure themselves, figure out what they needed to do from that point. With such a with such a change in the status quo of everything, I think they're really trying to figure out what they needed to do. And also, I think it ended up shaping up to be the best season in a while. Because I remember even season three, I wasn't uh, quite as into as as um, I was the first two seasons. And um, I don't know what it was that I wasn't quite feeling it as much. But uh, I think here they they they, they really started to um, really find themselves again and uh, show really. Uh, consistently good tv and really fabulous writing i mean i don't know who i heard say it but i think it was someone in our circle i don't know if it was one of the our critics or maybe just a friend of ours but um the show really is kind of like it's it's venture brothers set in the dcu oh that yeah that's apt i i think that yeah the writing has always been the star of it i think that yeah with the i think it really started to, to approach that yet again with this past season well what do you think about all this matt foster um, I thought it was a, a good, consistent season. Um, loving the uh, loving the Bane cutaway subplot. Yeah, that was uh-huh. funny. This may be the legitimate best version of Bane. I'm not even kidding. It's, it's basically Bane and Tui. <laughs> Bane and Tui. I got no rat underneath this mask. I like how they're sort of working their way around to some classic, you know, they're they're mixing the canons a little bit. We're finally getting, uh, you know, anim- animated universe Lex is becoming uh, the, the bald Lex of yore. Yeah. And uh, I like the general the general stabs at real things, um, you know, like uh, 
like like fo- like like you know corporate slacktivism and stuff like that yeah and at the at the core of it just the the humor and the the wacky violence still works still have a still have a good good moments with the supporting cast like uh the king shark yeah with what with what little you got of him i mean uh because he was always one of my favorite characters on the show it felt it felt that's the thing that also that i i think might have been a little bit of a gripe of mine was the the supporting cast we've all grown to know and love the first couple seasons were barely utilized like we only saw dr psycho in what two episodes if not one just one <laughs> with a with a shock bro type of podcast yeah and, and did we it refresh my memory because again I did take my time with the first half. Did we see Clayface at all this season? Yes, yes, he had tickets that he and a, and a show going. That's through. right. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's sh- right. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was this season or last. Again, I took my time with the season. Yeah, he has a show in Vegas that I believe was brought on by his outstanding performance in the problematic valentine's day special which i will legit be rewatching every february 14th now <laughs> i i totally blanked out on that but yeah but even then like we didn't get a whole lot of clay face we didn't get a whole lot of like a lot of the characters that really make that show work as well like you know bane only had didn't have that much screen time or a lot of the other characters but i mean i do like the fact that we spent a lot of time with with the with the Bat Family. I like. I like how they did Dick Grayson on it. I thought he was very well played by. I, that's Guillermo from. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Gillian. Yeah, I, I like what they did with him. Um, and it was interesting what they did with um, uh, 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 Detective or uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, Chris oh. Maloney. Yeah, I, I, I like. I like how they did him because he, he's also again one of my favorite characters on that show. He's just such a great standout character, just playing this like kind of mentally frustrated just just beaten down man and he's the he's the saddest man alive all right let's he's so so pathetic not nearly as pathetic as 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 like how um alfred pettyworth was this season good god that man was alfred pettyworth is more like uh, he he was uh (laughs) i i see like i said i got a million of them that's tom hollander as uh, alfred i believe Yes, yes, it is. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess my main gripe was also was primarily that uh, yeah, we didn't really get as much as like of the supporting cast as much, just as much as we also didn't get as much uh, Harley and Ivy together as opposed to like them being kind of a distant relationship. And I get that every season we got to throw a wrench into the status quo and like yeah, season three, everyone got what they wanted and they're they're together, they're official, and now like we see the relationship be put to the test. That's good. That's good narrative good narrative structure to throw at us and in our season it just said i don't know i just feel like it, it we could have it could have uh, given us more time with those two together but i do i do really like how they're written together one thing i i uh wanted to note was just how great this show was at fervoring uh queer representation because we get aisha yell uh Barbara Gordon's transgender roommate played by Rain Valdez. That's right, yeah. And speaking of Barbara, she has amazing character progression this season. Oh, yeah. Uh, Played by Brianna Cuco. Just fabulous. And also Teffy Holland, uh, a.k.a. the daughter of, usually the daughter of Alec Holland and... uh, Gabby, or 
why am I suddenly blanking? Uh, Abby Holland, uh, you know, Swamp Thing, but here a non-binary version played by Vic, Vico Ortiz, Ortez, and it's it's just it's great work. As is uh, again the Elon Muskification of Lex Luthor by Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, he yeah, he's great in this season. Who just it's just like you know. The, just your sad, sad, like the level of petty he goes to, like when the full season plan, like the end game is revealed, it's just like, wow, you really did. All it is like watching a, a Gustavo Fring become a, um, a, uh, a dude bro billionaire, like, uh, Elon Musk or something like that, that kind of hybrid. Well, a lot of the seasons, they have a central mystery going on. The mystery in this one, which we're going to go spoiler free, it involves the death of a beloved character, I would say. Yeah. And also Harley Quinn seeing herself and not being herself. Like she's losing a lot of time. She's just having a really sad time, I'll just say. Uh, I thought the mysteries were pretty effective. Do they pay off? I'm not sure. I think this one is one of the first mysteries that you're going to have to carry on into season five to really get a, a home run from it. What did you all feel about the mysteries this time around? I feel like it's when the season really started to uh, take shape for me personally. Yeah, I thought there was a reasonable amount of payoff here as far as the overall like plot of the show. I was I was pleased there. I think the humorous tone of the show works for them in terms of letting them get away with some things that would be a little too four color if they were in one of the shows that was played a little straighter. I'm all for it. I, I think this is a lot of uh, goofy fun. And I want to keep seeing it. I am uh, excited for it to never end. I'm excited for the Kite Man spinoff. That's Kite Man, hell yeah, coming to Max, yeah. I thought the mystery worked very well, especially with the fur- with the utilization of some fervor Bat Family characters, like more Jacob Trimbley as Damian Wayne, the lovable little fucking shit. And I absolutely loved everything to do with Talia al Ghul this season, being like the gaslight, gatekeep girl boss uh <laughs> version of that character which fucking ruled i absolutely loved it and even uh bringing in characters like volcana which is fucking awesome yeah very obscure character right uh yeah uh, uh, a superman villain that got started on the animated series oh, wow. much like our miss harley quinn herself and uh Again, like Kaylee Kuko and Lake Bell, I just adore them. I especially want more of this, especially with the setup of a certain group at the end of the season that I am a particularly big fan of. And yeah, everything to do with Nora and Bane. Nora! I really like how they wrote Nora, uh, Nora in the show. Like after she's the you know, unfreeze, I do like the switch around that, like that she's the one who's alive and Mister Freeze is dead. She clearly 
She's clearly got a fetish for cold base villains. <laughs> I, I mean, it. I don't blame her after everything that's happened. I mean, hey, look, she likes cool I, guys. What can I tell you? Um, uh, yeah. See, like I said, God, what makes all. it so deep is Freeze really loved her, and as a kid growing up, we're pretty much only able to see Nora through Freeze's memory, which is this perfect woman who got sick. And seeing yeah. Nora as like this very crass, flawed, abrasive, but very horny, robust, like you said, woman, yeah, is oh, kind of neat. Super. Like, oh, Mister Mister Freeze was unconditionally in love with a person, not an ideal woman. That's cool. This legit may be the best work uh, Rachel Dratch has <laughs> ever done. She was she was and, just delightful uh, every time she was on screen. Yeah, and, but I will say, yeah, I, yeah, maybe uh, season three was actually a little stronger. Uh, but I still had a lot of fun with this recent season, especially uh, the ending and. Uh, all the reveals. Oh, and more Mayor Joker trying to have a, you know, balance of a home life. I'm just like... <laughs> but I, I love the shift that they make in this season where, like, you're thinking, oh, no, this isn't going to end well. And it goes the exact opposite direction where it's like, oh, they're they're into it. And that was... I thought that was really fucking funny. Agree. That, oh, yeah. that was a good little uh, subversion of that type of breakdown of a family <laughs> unit. <laughs> I am an ER nurse. You're going to have to come a little harder than that. <laughs> Joker is a, a better father figure to his surrogate family than Bruce is to his. And I don't know if that's supposed to be the joke or uh, if that's kind of that, deep. That, that, it, that is the joke. Yeah. I mean, as much as I that's love, the joke. As, much as, I, as much as I love <laughs> yeah. Batman and the Bat family, like... Br- like, there's a reason that maybe last season has my favorite episode of this entire series. You know, Batman Begins Forever, where it's just, wow, Bruce, you are just so fucked up. <laughs> even even though I've come to realize, like, nah, Catwoman's my favorite character ever. I mean, he still hasn't given us that electric car that he'd us all these years ago. Yeah. Okay, that okay, that delivery by Alan Tudyk. Where's the goddamn electric car, Bruce? It, it, that, that's honestly one of my favorite scenes of the whole series. It, season it, one, it, right? It, yeah, season one, I believe. Yes, yeah. the the season finale. It, it lives in that line lives rent free in my head. Mm-hmm. Well, the game was over, and for Joker to continue as a character at all after. He lost what he loved most, I'll just say. I thought was impossible, but somehow these writers pulled it off. Yeah, it, it, they really did. For like three more seasons so far. And I counting. will say this show even managed to pull off a certain incident from a famous comic involving the Joker that I've come to really sour on Same. in retrospect. Very sour. I'm tired of that comic so much. Yeah. But what did you feel about the, the possible payoff from it? Oh, it's a, oh, it oh, it actually works here. Okay. Like yeah, again, that's why I was bringing it up. It's like I've been sour on that particular comic. I I can't say the name cuz it will automatically let you know what the fuck happens and is a spoiler. <laughs> so, uh 
but but what happens is actually good and again leads to more great character development well let's carry that into our final thoughts mike would you start please yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, the season started off kind of iffy, but still good. I mean, it wasn't bad by the stretch of the imagination. I just wasn't as into it for a while. But it, it really, really uh, became something so much better as it, as it went on. And I just wish that it, it built more or gave more time to a lot of the characters that we, we've established throughout the years and loved. And I get why we have that, that shift of dynamic between uh, Harley and Ivy, but I, I wish that they would give them more time together. I mean, really, I, that's the thing is, like, it, I, 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 I don't know what I would have done really to improve it or how much of what to do to improve what I perceive as, like, you know, flaws in the season. Because otherwise, it's a really solid season with a lot of great moments. And I, the, the, the characters we do get a lot of time with, I, I enjoy my time with them. I love seeing how they evolve. Um, there's stuff with Superman that is just really goddamn funny. I like how they did him. And, um, and it, it still has a lot of what makes that show so successful. It's... It's it just really t- well-written, dark humor, office comedy slash um, action cartoon. It, it, it's so goddamn funny and so well-written. And, um, and that's just what always worked with it. I just wish we had more, like, say, more King Shark, for example, or um, or, or more Clayface. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I think everyone else did a great job on it. And, um, yeah, just in the second half, it just became so much more engaging with everything going on, especially the murder mystery. And there's some, you know, some science fiction elements that really work out well in it. And, of course, the Elon Musk satire. I mean, you know, we were all talking about those dick ships uh, years ago or whatever was going on. And <laughs> it just took it to a whole different level of craziness. Overall, I really liked it. It's not my favorite season, but I still think it's very solid. It's Harley Quinn. I, so far, they've yet to fuck it up. And they pulled up, and, you know, they, they managed to pull it off in the end. So I'm going to give the season... Um, Seven and a half out of ten potato hybrids. Very good. Matt Foster. Um, yeah, I, I left it in a pretty good place. I I I think this show's been very consistent and uh I'm I'm really pleased with it and I want to see where it's going. I, I unfortunately don't have I have the problem of I don't have a lot of spoiler free things to gush about, but I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I think everyone should watch it, and I'm going to give it um, eight out of ten distressingly cute baby sharks. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, any show that actually introduces Snowflame, the supervillain c- powered by cocaine, is automatically <laughs> getting love from me. Yes, Snowflame. Oh my god. But, yeah, I adored this season. Uh, a little more flawed than how perfect I thought last season was, but still great. And just absolutely amazing. And also, a uh, big, big reason why I love it. It's so fucking gay. <laughs> my god. I get all my DC superhero goodness while being so so reminded why i'm glad to be a lesbian it's amazing so i'm gonna give this season nine out of ten very cute and amazing tote bag (laughs) Uh, 
one of which I will leave at the grave of the dearly departed Arlene Sorkin, the original voice and inspiration of Harley Quinn, who sadly has passed away recently. That was a really nice tribute they did for her in the, the one episode. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, for me, I don't really understand Harley Quinn and the Bat family, and that was a really hard adjustment because she's psychotic, yeah. to say the least. <laughs> But she's so much deeper than that. Uh, one of my favorite lines from uh, and hero moments that she has from season three was actually helping Bruce Wayne in a way that you very rarely get to see. So it made sense that she'd want to try, well, what's good? What's doing good like? Let's try that out. And her back and forth with all of the Bat Kids and Alfred it worked out so much better than I thought it would. So I was a little sour on it. Like, oh, I don't, I don't want to see Harley Quinn hang out with good guys. But the writing is so sharp. It's so funny. Kelly Kukwo and Lake Bell can deliver these lines in so many different comedic ways. And their timing is always perfect. And I'm so inspired by how great those two actresses are. As voice actors. And also, Lake Bell is just such an expert at, like, exasperated cursing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is the best version of Poison Ivy, B2 dubs. Oh, absolutely. Agree. Agree 100%. Uh, where the mystery goes, I was a little surprised by it, but not so much that I haven't read enough comics to know, well, maybe it'll go this way. It didn't go the way I thought, actually, but I was happy with where it went, and uh, I'm looking forward to season five. So, it's not my favorite season, but the show is just so good. So, I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 titties at a car wash. Now, remember, everyone, in your everyday life, be a bitch. Breathe, identify the problem, tea break, consider your options, and handle it. It's a good system.